Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Hey, everybody. Thanks for being our friend. If you're listening to us on the NPR One app, do me a favor and hit that light bulb icon to let them know that you think we are worth it. It'll help you get the show more often, too. Thanks. We are at 505 Brannan Street, right outside the Pinterest Cafe. In San Francisco's Soma neighborhood. And it's not obvious that this coffee shop is open to the public because it's inside the Pinterest building. And it kind of looks the way I'd expect a tech office to look. Big glass doors, big windows, a coffee bar. It is nice that we didn't have to sign a non-disclosure agreement to walk in here, though. (laughs) Pinterest is about to become even more public. By the end of the month, Pinterest will be offering up its IPO. And the Bay Area is bracing for more tech IPOs later this year. That'll mean more millionaires will be made. I don't know that it's going to be as apocalyptic as some of the media headlines have said. Not that bad? All right. I'm here for that argument. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. Do you, do you use Pinterest? I do. What do you use it for? Do you mind me asking? Uh, honestly, I keep track of recipes. I use it to create outfits. You know, I have like a little vision board for each year. This is kind of embarrassing. I can't believe I'm actually telling you this. <laughs> I've been using it for uh, room decorating. So yeah, you know, I've used it before. Kai Milner is a columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle. She recently wrote a column titled, IPOs can't make things much worse in the Bay Area than they already are. I met Kai at The Point, a coffee bar in the Pinterest lobby. Yeah, you wouldn't know it was public if you just walked by. And actually, the first time I walked by here, I didn't realize it was open to everybody. Um, How did you find out that it was open to everybody? Because, yeah, walking by, you just see the big glass windows and you think it's a tech company. So honestly, a friend of mine walked by and was like, hey, is it okay if I come in and, and order a coffee? And then he learned that actually this is supposed to be open to the public, so it wasn't a very good first impression. <laughs> so your friend didn't know that, that this area was public, um, but soon Pinterest itself will be going public. It is. It's going public, and it's going public at a valuation that's less than expected, which shows that just because you go public, it doesn't necessarily mean that your company is going to be a huge hit right out of the gate. When Pinterest offers its IPO, it'll likely be valued under the $12 billion it initially expected. There are other tech companies, some worth way more than that, that are expected to go public this year too. Slack, Postmates, Airbnb, and Uber. And all of them are headquartered in San Francisco. So all these tech companies are 
going public this year. Why are they all choosing to go public this year, by the way? Do you know? Ooh, that's the million dollar question. I have some suspicions. Like a lot of people, I think a recession is going to come. And I think a lot of companies are like, okay, if we're going to cash out, now's the time to do it. It's certainly like making a lot of media headlines lately. I mean, the one that I've been reading is that all these tech companies going public is going to create a lot more millionaires. And that could have ripple effects for the housing market. I have no idea what to feel or think about that. Can you, where can you start us off? So uh, there are going to be more millionaires. There probably will be a spike in housing prices. I don't know that it's going to be as apocalyptic as some of the media headlines have said. Those headlines warn that techies who've been working for their companies going public will be crowned new millionaires after they cash out. And there are reasons to think that this could be true. So I want to tell you a story. The Google masseuse named Bonnie Brown. She was this woman who joined Google part-time in 1999, and after five years of working there, they were this little startup, and all of a sudden, Bonnie is able to retire with millions of dollars worth of stock options. She buys this huge home in Nevada. She creates a charitable foundation. She hires her own masseuse. It is like the dream story. It became a myth. And quite frankly, like there are tons of engineers, of people who work at these companies hoping to hit it big, like Bonnie, and they're just, it's just not going to be exactly that way. It's no longer the freewheeling 90s. Options don't really function like this anymore. The infrastructure for developing all of these companies has become totally different. They all rely on venture capital now. They've all had years to be guided by all of these experts who are like, okay, you don't dilute your company by giving your employees all of these options. Most people are going to get some money, but they are not going to get huge, huge, huge amounts of capital coming off of these IPOs. The people who are likeliest to get rich are the venture capital firms that help these companies, the founders, the banks that got them through the public process, and then a couple of the first employees who have stuck around for all of this time. And a lot of those people were already rich to begin with. Kai wrote this piece because she noticed people were afraid of how a new crop of millionaires would change the Bay Area's housing market. But she says there are a couple things to consider. One is that when a business goes public, there's usually a period of time when the company's shareholders aren't allowed to sell their stock, about three to six months. The next thing to consider is how well the company's stock performs over time. As we saw with Lyft, you know, it can go down, and then you don't have as much money as you thought you did. But the other thing I would say about the housing market is it depends on where it is. You know, in San Francisco, your average home is already selling for almost $1.4 million. Say you get $5 million from your tech IPO, are you really going to blow $3 million of it on some wonderful house in Dolores Heights? Or are you going to buy something in Tahoe and then, you know, try and start your own company? Well, well, then do you think, like, there's some sort of argument to be made that people who maybe can't afford a home in San Francisco are going to go out to Oakland? I think that's a big possibility. I think you could see it happen in six months. I think you could see it happen in a year. I think you could see it happening in two years. It's not all going to happen at the same time. You spoke with some economists about uh, what these IPOs could potentially do. Um, What were they saying about it? 
Well, they were saying like it will definitely have an effect on housing prices, which I completely agree with. And there have been a number of studies showing that when you have an IPO, um, the housing prices in the area immediately sur surrounding a company's headquarters do increase. Hmm. But the increases don't always stay. So it's going to depend on, you know, how much inventory can we add to the housing market? And then, you know, what else is going on with prices? Do we have a lot of foreign buyers also trying to buy at the same time? I don't know if this is like the first time the Bay Area is... Uh gone through something like this at this level, but I know the last time a major tech company, Facebook, went public was back in 2012. And we were in a very different place from the housing market and with the economy. The um, housing prices around Facebook's headquarters went up by, I think it was about 4% more than the housing prices in the rest of the city. So this study's conclusions pretty much held. If, if the CEOs and founders and, and venture capitalists are the big winners and the rich get richer, what does this mean for people who are not at that level working for these companies? I think you will see some of them cash out and leave the Bay Area, go somewhere where they can get more for their money. I think you'll see some of them, you know, take some time off, do something else, maybe create their own company, um, but they'll have to keep working. That's the thing. Maybe they'll keep working at these companies. Maybe they'll start working somewhere else. Unless you have a ton of money here now, it's really difficult to just quit your job and kind of, you know, hang out with your ice sculpture in your <laughs> 3,000 square foot home. <laughs> that ice, ice sculpture thing's a real thing, right? It is a real thing. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine a San Francisco that becomes even more San Francisco in the way that it's been going. What do you think this might do to it as more companies go public? I mean, it depends on how well they do, of course. I think we're past the tipping point. San Francisco's a tech town. Now, what that means in the long term, I guess we'll find out. It might mean more coffee shops that look private but are actually public. <laughs> There is one San Francisco supervisor who wants to have a special meeting to talk about what these tech IPOs will mean to the city. In the past, when tech companies have gone public, it sort of binded them officially to the community they were in. Facebook, Menlo Park, for example. So with all the IPOs this year in San Francisco, it is something to wonder what the relationship between these tech companies and the city will be like moving forward. Kai Milner is a columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle. Find a link to her column in our episode notes. The Bay was produced this week by Ashley Ann Krigbaum, Peter Arcuni, and editor Erica Aguilar. We get help each week from Amanda Font. KQED's leadership team includes Vinnie Tong, Julie Kane, Ethan Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That is it for The Bay. We'll talk to you next week. I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Dirfetah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. 
Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.